welcome to Not Just Any Cancer with me, Catherine Bouvier. As part of this series, we are delighted to share with you some great conversations that took place when one of our ambassadors, Sally, met up with fellow patients to share experiences or shared her own thoughts that came to her while she was walking her dogs. She aptly named her recordings Rambles with Sally, and we hope you enjoy them. And thank you, Sally. We love them. Morning, everybody. Um, This time, um, our rambles have taken us to a hotel in London. And I have a fellow um, neuroendocrine cancer UK ambassador with me, Kath. Um, And we are going to be having a little bit of a chat about things that um, strike us straight away when we are diagnosed. So the focus is going to be um, about advice. Um, First of all, could I ask Kath if you just give us a quick rundown of your profile? Um, of your history with NETS? Okay, well, I was diagnosed in June 2015 uh, with neuroendocrine in my small intestine with metastases to my liver, lymph and peritoneal wall. Uh, And I was told that I'd probably had it for seven to ten years previously. Mm -hmm. It was a big shock. It was a lot to get your head around. Uh, luckily for me, uh, the CNS that was in with the oncologist at the time gave me some leaflets for uh, neuroendocrine cancer, or Met Patient Foundation as it was then, uh, and she told me that before I go anywhere else, this is the place to go. Don't look at anything else, go straight there to start finding out the information and where to go for help. So that would be your advice to somebody newly diagnosed? So to somebody newly diagnosed, that would be my advice as Mm -hmm. well. Go to the neuroendocrine cancer site and start there. There's plenty of advice. um, And also you you can contact the staff there directly if you need to speak to somebody. And my second piece of advice would be to if you're on Facebook is to get onto the neuroendocrine cancer NATA site because especially with this type of cancer uh, it's good to be able to speak to other people with the same experiences mm. so as you know you're not alone because yeah. hardly anybody's ever heard of this cancer uh, until they're actually diagnosed with it to so to know that there's other people out there and be able to talk to them makes a big difference. In fact, I would describe it as having a big blanket put around you when you're in shock. <laughs> That's a good analogy, actually. Yes. Mm. Because it is a big shock. It's a massive shock. Mm. I mean, not only have you been told that you've got cancer, uh, you've got a cancer that uh, a large majority of the medical profession um, has no knowledge of. Also, because it's a cancer that you can get in any part of your body, in any organ, there is no set pathway for treatment. Depending on where it is, depends on how your treatment plan uh, will be devised. 
so you can speak to people with neuroendocrine cancer, but they will have a completely different set of symptoms to you. It's it's complex and it's confusing because one of the, one of the hardest things I found getting my head around uh, after I got over the initial shock was that you need to concentrate on finding out what these symptoms are in relation to your type of neuroendocrine cancer. Don't start looking at where it is for other different organs. Concentrate on your own at mm. first because otherwise you will just end up confusing yourself even more. Mm. Massive information overload, I think, Correct. isn't it? Yes, because yeah. you do want to know everything when you first when you first diagnosed, mm. and even with uh, getting the information on your own diagnosis, you will suffer from information overload, and you will feel that you've got to know absolutely everything. You want all the T's crossed and all the I's dotted, but it's impossible. Mm. So the fact that there's other people out there to talk to will help a great deal mm. yeah because well. we've all been through it we've all been through it mm. uh, and knowing that you're not alone i mean i know a lot of people don't like to do forums and things like that but if they don't want to do that type of thing still make use of the neuroendocrine cancer site mm. yeah i think timing is quite important yes um my personal experience was that a diagnosis i didn't actually want to go and be surrounded by people. No. Um, that was too much for me. It took a couple of years before I realised that I did actually want to be part of a dialogue. Yes. But the need for information was there from the beginning. That's right. So um, the nice thing about our digital world is that you can pick it up and put it down as you want. Yes. Isn't it? And also one of the other sites I would recommend is Ronnie Allen's blog. Yeah, because that's that is very helpful. There's a lot of information in there, uh, and you can pick and choose what you want to read. Again, mm. as you can with the neuroendocrine cancer site, mm. um, and it depends on the type of person you are, because we all like to digest our information in different ways. Uh, but I think across those two sites. Uh, I think probably practically most things are covered. Brilliant. Plus your service CNS as well, if you yes. have one. Yes, if you've got one. That's the thing. Not everybody has access to a really good service. That's it. Mm. Uh, and using these sites will also help you to direct your questions mm. uh, when you're speaking to somebody. I would also advise that whenever you go to your appointments that you take a notebook with you yeah. with a list of questions that you want to ask and also so as you can record uh, the conversation that you're having or use your, the, the recorder on your phone is what some people will do mm. uh, if you can take mm. somebody with you because you don't take all the information in especially at first because your mind's going ten to the dozen uh, and also uh, I started to keep a diary every day to just record how I was feeling on that day because uh, and just general stuff because it helps you to remember mm. especially when you go back to your appointments because then you know if there's something you want to talk about uh, say you've had some symptoms and that 
nine times out of ten, uh, your medical person will want you to be specific about when it was. Mm. And if you've got it written down, yep. you will be able to say exactly mm. Yeah, when. really good point, that. Yeah, indeed. Right, so, Kath, if um, the neuroendocrine fairy could come along with her magic wand and grant you a wish, what would you wish for yourself now as a neuroendocrine cancer person? I think it would be the same as for anybody with cancer. Just make it go away. Mm. Mm. That, yeah. Take it, take, take it all out. Mm. Uh, just make it go away and give me, give me my health and my stamina back. Mm. Stamina. What I really miss is my stamina. Mm. Um, and uh, also, it's like. The slightest little ache or pain or sniffle or anything like that, you know, we, we, we do get the same illnesses as, as everybody else mm, outside yeah. of cancer, but there's always a part of you that thinks, well, is this the cancer, depending on what it is, or is this just one of those things? Mm. Yes. So... Yes, that's right. You you need to keep a balance, don't you? You, do you need, need to, to keep, keep a balanced balance. mind. Yeah. And that's quite difficult when it you is. know that you have cancer. So given that the, you know, the wish couldn't re- actually remove your cancer, I think from what you've been saying, stamina yeah. is the thing that could come. And for me, it would be both physical and emotional and mental stamina. Yes. Because this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. Yeah. No. No, we're in this. We're we're in this for the long term. Um, it's uh, keep everything stable. Mm. Uh, and knowing that you know when you wake up in the morning, you can get up and get out of bed and have a normal day. Mm. Because one of the hardest things mentally, I think, is not knowing from one day to the next how you're going to feel. Especially yeah. when you have um, a really, really good day and then the next day you wake up and you you can't, even getting your feet on the floor is really, really difficult. Mm. Mm. That's when you need the emotional stamina. Yes. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's when you find out how strong you are. That's right. And I think we find that, in fact, we are a lot stronger than we think we are yeah. when we're put to the test. You do. Mm. You always, re- you also realise, uh, I think, is uh, how much you depend on willpower to keep you going. Mm. Mm. And how willpower kept you going before you got your diagnosis. Oh, yes. <laughs> Yeah, that's a very relevant point. Yeah, so in that respect, I would say willpower is not necessarily always a good thing. No. (laughs) No, sometimes I look back and I think, I wish that I had gone and sumped a few more desks um, when I'd been in and out of tests and doctor's offices half a dozen times. And I think, I I, I wish I had said, look, there's something really wrong. Stop messing about and do some serious testing. Don't tell me I'm stressed or menopausal. But it's very true, though. Hindsight is a wonderful thing. Oh, wonderful. 2020 vision. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
Oh, well, it's been lovely talking to you, Kath. Thanks You're very welcome. much for your time. No and problem. I look forward to maybe future rambles. Yes, I look forward to it then. Have Thank a good day. You. And you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to Not Just Any Cancer Series, wherever you listen to your podcast. And please do leave a review. Thank you.